dance is in full swing, and we have another Locked On Bracket Breakdown as number 10 seed Penn State handled number 7 seed Texas A&M tonight, 76-59 to the final. I'm Jordan Black, and we are joined by Locked On Nittany Lions host Zach Seiko. Zach, you are not surprised by this. While the nation may be surprised, right? We've got a 10 beating a 7. It's not all that unusual, but you have a reason for us as to why Penn State is not a team to write off. Tell us a little bit about that. So Penn State, I, part of it goes all the way back to this. This group is the oldest team in the country. That, that's one big reason. Uh, but Micah Shrewsbury being the coach that he is with the NBA background, uh, the way that he's been mentored throughout his young coaching career, only in his 40s. And he's brought an NBA style game and the way that uh, a good chunk of college basketball is trending now as well. So Penn State can actually play with any team in the country. Uh, they're the outlier of the Big Ten. Big Ten plays Big Ten basketball. But because Micah Shrewsbury came to Penn State, he's changed that philosophy. He's changed that game plan. And, and now they go towards more of an NBA game. And, and it works here in the NCAA tournament. You're going to see the Big Ten, and you've already kind of seen it. Uh, they've struggled a little bit outside of Northwestern. I know there's more games to come, but Penn State just right now has a philosophy that just fits with the way that modern basketball is. So take us a little bit through this game against AM. What worked? Um, who was on fire? We we have some stat lines. Um, one player in particular, a career high, Andrew Funk. Tell us a little bit about his performance and some other guys that stopped you. Andrew Funk's one of those veteran players. I mean, Penn State at the beginning of the season, they had to find a way to mesh because they brought in so many transfer portal players. Because Micah Shrewsbury's only been here uh, for a couple of years, but he is a vet. He understands how to play college basketball because he's been in it for five plus years. Same with a lot of these other guys, uh, a Jalen Pickett, a, a Mikey Hen, a Seth Lundy. Now he's been with the program, but all these guys are veterans. They all, even though they haven't made the tournament, they all have the legs. They understand the full season of college basketball. So uh, Funk is one of the best shooters. He is the best shooter statistically in the country. And, and Seth Lundy's right behind him. I know this was Andrew Funk's night, but those guys rotate uh, in and out when it comes to the three-point shooting. And it just so happened that they let Andrew Funk, uh, they let him loose. He went out of control and he was eight for 10 from three and had 27 points. So uh, really, it, it was really nice because I felt like they kind of dialed him back. I, I think I do really think that Penn State and Micah Shrewsbury were playing the long game and, and saved Andrew Funk for this kind of environment so that he could go off for, for a performance like this. Well, you better save your best stuff for the tournament, right? Absolutely. How important for Penn State was taking care of the basketball tonight and especially moving forward now? Uh, it's very important because uh, now Penn State has gotten so much better uh, in transition, defensively anyway, uh, throughout the season. If you look at Ken Palm or any of the other analytics, they're one of the worst teams when it comes to defensive efficiency. And, and turnovers, uh, bad turnovers can really affect that number. So for them to only have eight, uh, and this is a Texas A&M team that is very defensive-oriented, funny enough. Texas A&M actually plays more like the Big Ten teams where they clean up the glass, uh, they shoot a lot of twos, uh, they're physical, and, and they rebound well. Uh, and, and like I said, Penn State, that actually benefited them because they've seen these kinds of Big Ten teams all season long. So ironically enough, Texas A&M mirrors that, uh, and they actually drew a pretty good matchup in the first round, contrary to what everyone thought. Like, well, Texas A&M plays really good defense, so... 
they're going to be able to overwhelm Penn State. And no, this is a style of basketball they've seen for the past three months. So they've been prepared for this. Texas A&M just happens to be in the SEC. Uh, so for Penn State to have eight turnovers, that's not only a testament to game plan, but the execution as well, because Jalen Pickett had zero turnovers and he's the primary ball handler. But for a true freshman like Kanye Clary to handle some point guard duties as well, to move Pickett to either the two or the three, I mean, that that's really refreshing to see such a youngster be able to handle a situation like that down the stretch of the season and now in the tournament. So Penn State has topped one team from the Lone Star State. They have to do it again on Saturday, take it on Texas. What does Penn State need to do to beat the Longhorns? Uh, so Texas had a really good three-point shooting performance against Colgate. Watching that game, trying to get an early idea to scout the Longhorns beforehand. Uh, just My pick was Penn State. I didn't think they'd blow out Texas A&M like this, but when you get hot shooting, uh, this reminded me a lot of the first time that Penn State played Illinois where they just were unstoppable shooting the ball, and, and that's going to win you games 99 times out of 100. Uh, unless you're able to match it. And and Texas can't, is what I'm getting at. So if this is a, a true Texas shootout here, right, uh, the, the Longhorns and the Nittany Lions can go back and forth. Uh, Texas is really athletic. We know that uh, they're you know, kind of just like any team at this point. And when it comes to college basketball, you're seeing those those teams kind of the slower pace and everything else. They they get weeded out in Texas. Uh, they're, they're fast. They're physical. They're well coached. They're so... They're disciplined too. I, I you know, I, I really respect with what they had to deal with Chris Beard and being fired abruptly that this team's been able to continue the way that they have. Uh, actually, is just I, I I pat them on the back for that. I, I'm surprised that they've been able to keep it together like this. So uh, they're they're a favorite now for a reason. And beating Kansas to go in the tournament like this, uh, that momentum is going to be tough to stop. But I think Penn State, even though they lost the Big Ten championship, uh, they have a lot of momentum as well. But I got to say, Texas is going to be, if they beat Texas, I, I really don't know who's going to stop Penn State in the Midwest bracket because th that regional is the weakest out of the entire NCAA tournament. Uh, and that goes for a Houston, Indiana, Xavier, like really some of the teams that I'm naming. I, I feel like Penn State could beat any of them. Uh, so Texas is the mountain here. And if they get over it, uh, watch out. The Nittany Lions uh, will definitely be a Cinderella team. Okay, well, that is good stuff. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. For more on Penn State and the Nittany Lions, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lions. And for a full view of the bracket and all of the action, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening.